You're listening to The Evening Sacrifice. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, great. Good evening. Again, today, every day. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your blood. The blood of cleansing. The blood of forgiveness. The blood of our redemption. The blood of our protection. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. There is no sacrifice without the blood. There is no remission of sins without the blood. There is no forgiveness without the blood. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you for your blood. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. By which we overcame. We have already overcome. See yourself that way, child of God. We overcame the dragon. We overcame the wicked one. Hallelujah. So we continue from where we stopped yesterday. And um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Paul admonishing the Corinthian church about the division amongst them. And how it was told him by the house of Chloe. That there are divisions among you. So let's read again from verse 11. For it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now yesterday I was communicating something. I said that, you know, in the early church, we can see that in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 15, in the early church, there were disputings. Those disputings was not contentious. They were not contentious in nature. They were just discussions, arguments, okay, from understandings that they all had, different understandings that they all had in reading the, the law, interpreting the law, interpreting Christ. Don't forget the early church. The New Testament was not written to the early church. Their only Bible was the Old Testament. So the believers that say the Old Testament has been discarded, I think they are a bit misguided. They are not rightly dividing the word of truth. What has been abolished and what has been done away with are the ordinances of the law, the rituals of the law, the the washings uh, and the traditions and the cultures that the law, you know, Moses brought in for them has been done away with. Hallelujah. But the righteousness of the law, because the law is a righteous material for heaven's sake. Praise God. The righteousness of the law is established forever. It's an everlasting thing that will not end. If you go into the Ark of the Covenant, you will see the Ten Commandments. It's, it's in there. And don't forget that that Ark of the Covenant is represented in heaven. The true tabernacle, which no man built but God. Oh, glory to God. In that true tabernacle, the Ten Commandments are there. Hallelujah. And the wisdoms, the interpretation, the, the, the lifestyle that comes out of the Ten Commandments, all are still relevant till today. The New Testament that we're reading, these Corinthians now, and all the wisdom that Paul is going to use to counsel the Corinthian church, he learned them from the prophets, from the law, from the Psalms. Hallelujah. Praise God. So they met at that time in the early church in Acts chapter 15 to 
to find out, you know, these people that are still teaching the Gentiles, oh, you need to um, go back to Judaism and you need to go practice the law, the rituals of the law, the circumcision, right? And all the other things, the washings. Now, those were the issue, except you be circumcised. You have not received Jesus. And Paul is saying, no, 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 no. This salvation comes by faith. Circumcised in the flesh or, or uncircumcised in the flesh, salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And not by the works of the law or the works of the flesh. Hallelujah. So we would see that there, it was not contentious. It was not quarrelsome. This word here, contention, means quarrels. Quarrels have a reason. So we can no longer relate with one another as brethren. We have broken the walls. We have broken down the wall of love. And we have erected walls of division. Okay? And now we see these ones. They belong to that sect. They are Catholics. They are Anglicans. They are Methodists. They are Pentecostals. We don't relate. They are enemies. We don't. We don't. No, 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 no. We have one savior for anyone, whether you're Catholic, Gentile, Jew, um, Anglican, as long as you have received Jesus as long as Lord and Savior, and you are practicing the New Testament doctrine, you are practicing the doctrines of Christ, strictly, we are one. We have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. We belong to the same family of God. We have been born of God. Those that believe in Jesus, have been born of God. We must see ourselves as one family of God. So that's what Paul is saying here. And another thing I want to highlight for us here, Paul said here, it has been declared to me by the household of Chloe. He didn't say, somebody told me. He didn't say, somebody told me. I heard it from somewhere. I won't tell you who told me. Now, we're bringing gossip and suspicion into it. As believers, we ought to be plain. We should not be afraid to confront matters. So because of it, it has brought also, you know, bitterness into the body. And I have always walked that way. This person told me this. If you cannot defend what you are telling me, they don't tell me because I won't entertain gossip. So I'm going to call, call the person, call the matter up. I say, come, 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 come. This is what you did here. This is what happened here. And this person saw you and that person saw you. Now when that happens, I'm always believer. We get so upset. Oh... Why are you exposing? No, 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 no. We need to be established in this life, the transparency of this life, and not be afraid to say what we saw that is not right. And then follow through it the principles that Paul has laid out in the scriptures on how to deal with such matters. Hallelujah. So this is Paul writing. He's writing to his children. You know, these are his spiritual children. He planted this church. So now, this I say that every one of you says, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, verse 12, I am of Cephas, I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. So he didn't even get involved in water baptism. This is water baptism he's talking about here. Hallelujah. Lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. I baptized also the household of Stephanas. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. So why are you guys fighting amongst yourselves because of this? It's immaterial. I didn't even baptize anyone. 
For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Not with the wisdom of words. Let the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Did you see that? The issue is not water baptism or no water baptism. There is a higher baptism, which is the baptism into the body of Christ. The baptism by the Spirit of God into the body of Christ, which comes by the preaching of the gospel. That's what we have been sent to do primarily. That's what Paul is saying. So don't waste your energy. There are some sects that say, if you have not been water baptized, until you get water baptized, you are not yet saved. That's not true. And because of that doctrine, they have made enemies of the rest of the body of Christ. In fact, I know someone whose child walked out of him, walked out of his ministry, walked out of his father's ministry because he got himself involved in this sect. I said that his family, his, his parents are not saved. We are not saved. But we have been baptized by the Spirit of God. And of course, baptizing water, it's okay. It is fulfilling all righteousness to be baptized in water. But baptism of water is not a prerequisite for salvation. It is to fulfill all righteousness. It is to demonstrate the salvation that you have already received. It is to show it forth. It is to declare it openly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Alright, let's take one more verse before we go. For the preaching of the cross. So what did he ask him to preach? He said, no, no, no let, let's go back to verse 17, please. Pardon me. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. If I get myself entangled with, you know, uh, the wisdom of words, uh, this one means this. I go to Hebrew uh, text, I go to uh, Google, I go to this dictionary and be involved in wranglings of words rather than the power of the cross, the power of salvation, the power of deliverance, the authority of the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus to deliver men from sin, to deliver men from death, to deliver men from oppression, to deliver men from evil spirits comes from the power, the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. The preaching of the death, the burial, the resurrection and the eternal victory, the eternal conquest of Jesus over the hearts of hell. For the three days and three nights, Jesus was in the belly of death. Jesus rose from the dead having spoiled principalities and powers and made a public show of them openly having disarmed them, having destroyed him that has the power of death, taking from them the keys of death and hell and rose from the dead. Death could not hold him down. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. This is the gospel. And when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus rose with us. We were in him because he represented us there. So when he rose from the dead, we too rose from the dead. I too rose from the dead. Hallelujah. This is the power of the cross. This is what breaks satanic hold and grip over the souls of men. You are free. Satan has no power over you. He's been disarmed. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. You see, 
But to those who are perishing, it is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, this is the power of God. This is the demonstration of the power of God. The preaching of the cross is the demonstration of the power of God. Hallelujah. I love this. Glory to God. The message you just heard was from the evening sacrifice by Chinira Isibor from Kebadula Ministries. For other ministrations like Open Book, Preparing His Bride, and more, visit kebadula.org. God bless you.